Welcome to No One Is Safe, a podcast about books, life, and where the truth can be stranger than fiction. I'm your host, Elizabeth Gazzari. Welcome to No One Is Safe. We are back again in the closet, and apparently, I think, think I'm starting to understand the process of where I live, and apparently... Fridays are garbage truck days. I'm not entirely sure about that. So we're going to see how much of this episode we can get through without having to stop for garbage trucks. But shout out to anyone who is a trash collector, garbage man, garbage woman, garbage person. Basically, if you are getting paid in any capacity to pick up other people's trash, shout out to you because garbage tends to be stinky and I commend you for having that job. It is probably one that most people don't want and most people don't even think to say thank you for. So thank you for all that you do to keep the world a cleaner, better place and a less stinky one too. So this month, this episode is about the month of May. Uh, We are finally getting into the warmer months. I have finally picked an apartment. I have paid for an apartment. I'm going to do a quick highlight of where I am in life. I have a novel that's written, but I need to query it. I sporadically do it. I know I need to make it more of a priority, but I have book two that is completely written and going through its second draft. And when that's done, I want that edited. And I also have a third book on the horizon that I've been working on for some time now and plan to finish that. And all of those things cost money to have them edited. If I want to take the route of self-publishing, I count all of my blessings and I am so grateful for all of these opportunities and to have these things in my life, especially because I left for vacation It was a vacation that I said yes to in the midst of all of the changes of my life. I said, you know what? I'm saying yes to myself as a person. I'm leaving a relationship that is not bringing me what I need it to be. It is not allowing me the space to be the person who I want to be, who I am. So I started saying yes to myself and I kind of continued through with this trip when it was offered to me and it worked out really well from a timing perspective. It was a trip through Bindle Stiff Tours to see the Grand Canyon, Zion National Park, Bryce, Arches, and Canyonlands. In addition to those places, um, we also got to see the other national parks of Utah that are a little smaller. We did get to see Horseshoe Bend, and my one of my personal favorites was Dead Horse Bend. Was it Dead Horse Bend? It's such a terrible name, but either way, it was stunning and gorgeous and amazing and the hiking and just being able to stand on this high elevation and look out in front of you and see these breathtaking wonders. Although arches, I'm looking at like the big arch that everybody knows and I am utterly convinced that perhaps, I love how I say it with such certainty and then backpedal to like perhaps, but anyway, I am utterly convinced that Perhaps those are the legs of a giant leading up to like the little waist and other things ruled this planet before we did. And I'm totally open to that. There's no rule that says we are the only living beings to ever be here. Now, I'm sure that there's science behind that too, but I don't know. Greek gods, Greek mythology, Norse gods, Roman, like I love all of that mythology. And I am one of those people that believes that like it's founded in something 
I think that there's it's founded in truth. I probably should have told my very Catholic mother to cover her very cute and Catholic ears. I haven't done extensive research. I don't know everything there is to know, but I just remember, especially when I was learning about them in school as mythology, that there were these really beautiful stories and really human stories in people that were not supposed to be people. They were supposed to be gods and goddesses. But basically, there are these relatable human moments, and they are part of something so much bigger than just the human experience. And so whether they're straight mythology or they're based in truth, I don't know who's to say. I just think that there are definitely definitely options and opportunities and occurrences, I think is probably the best word, that suggest that, you know, Maybe those are giant legs from arches, and maybe there were other things, other worldly things on this planet before us. Maybe they're still here now. But overall, it was an absolutely amazing trip. I highly recommend it. It was an absolutely breathtaking and amazing experience. It's definitely worth it. What was really neat is the person I went on this trip with, who I know I mentioned a couple of times, my very best friend at this point. I have two of them. I'm so blessed to have the both of them. And then I have my other very close-knit group of friends. We're not really a group as much as I just am I'm surrounded by really amazing people who I've built into a group in my life. But I went with him. It was so cool because everyone else was supposed to be camping with us, but they all opted for the hotel. Apparently, you could do camping or stay in a hotel nearby. And so we opted for camping. We were the only two. It was me, him, and our two tour guides. And it was cool because we got to hang out with them and know them better. One of our tour guides used to be a chef at, I think it's the Bellagio. And so our food was so good. It was amazing. It was everything. Like the first night there were these tacos and they were just mouth-watering and he made little mini tacos and there were so many of them and everyone reminded me that like this is not what real camping is this is not what real camping food is like this is because he is amazing shout out to adrian and dylan this is because adrian used to be a chef and now you are spoiled with really delicious food with that being said the last night we were there i had mentioned that dino nuggets are one of my all-time favorite foods and both of us are obsessed with mac and cheese Find me a person who isn't obsessed with mac and cheese, and I will have lots of questions, which I probably won't ask because I hate peanut butter. I'm not allergic to it. It's literally the first thing everybody asks, but I hate it. It's just yucky and gross, and I don't eat it. And everyone asks me a million questions. So if you don't like mac and cheese, I will not ask you why because people do it to me all the time with peanut butter. But getting back on track, he did this vat of mac and cheese and dino nuggets, and it was just really really an amazing way to end such a cool trip. And then to put the cherry on the whole experience, because you fly in and out of Vegas, we happened to have an extra day in Vegas because the trip ended and then our flight was the next day. And so we just had that night in Vegas. I love Hell's Kitchen. I love Gordon Ramsay. I, I just... I love it. I don't have cable, so I don't get to watch it very often, but I still think fondly of when I used to watch it. And sometimes I'll catch it on, like, if I'm staying at someone's house and they have Prime or whatever streaming service, and I'll watch, I'll catch up a little bit. But we were walking, we were actually driving back to Vegas from the desert, and it just occurred to me, I was like, oh my God, Hell's Kitchen. 
Hell's Kitchen. So I Googled it. They had a reservation for 11 p.m. I am an old ass lady. I eat dinner at like 5.30. That's that is my preferred time to eat dinner. A couple weeks ago, I ate dinner at four and was happy as a pig and shit. But I usually eat dinner at 5.30-ish. The reservation was for 11. I said, fuck it, we're in, we're doing it. He was on board. So we went and we had an amazing dinner. I finally got to try the Gordon Ramsay scallops, which scallops, scallops, scallions, scallops. Either way, I don't like them. And it's not because Gordon Ramsay's aren't delicious. It's just, it's a textural thing. And I just, I said to myself that I wanted to try his regardless of whether or not I actually liked them. I was open. I did not really like them. But my golden beet salad still makes my mouth water and drool. And now that's all I want to eat. I'm going to have to figure that out. So we wrapped up the trip with this amazing camping experience. We did so many cool things. Again, like this episode could take 17 hours easily, especially with how sidetracked I get sometimes. We got to see the Forrest Gump running spot. We saw a dinosaur park. We got to hike down the Grand Canyon. There were so many amazing people on this trip that we got to meet and we had fun with. We left with so many inside jokes. Uh, One of my favorite moments, we were on Route 66, and there were these earrings with dead chickens because the restaurant advertises dead chicken. And I don't know why, but it just tickled me. And so I bought them for myself and I'm standing there in this, it's on Route 66. There's definitely layers of dirt on that floor that are older than I am. And if you look, it's a very clean place, but you know how just old buildings like in like the cracks of the walls and stuff, just like the way that all of the different sediment and, you know, erosion If you're looking at the Grand Canyon or any of these amazing national parks, if you look at how the sediment falls and it tells you about like a time uh, time period in history, right? I'm pretty sure you could have done that with some of like the corners of, of, of just dirt from over the years. And again, clean restaurant, amazing food, had a great time. But we're standing there. I'm in the process of swapping out my earrings. I have one pair of diamond earrings I wear every day. They go in my ear. They never really come out. They were a present. I don't change them regularly. Like They just live in my ears. So I went to go move my diamond earrings to my second hole, and I dropped it. And like, Again, these are a present. They were a gift. They're not something I would have ever bought for myself. Like That's, you know, they're diamonds. Those are expensive. In addition to like the entire debate about how diamonds are sourced, but it fell on the floor. And so like people are freaking out. I am trying so hard not to laugh and hold it together. I ended up not doing a great job because there's no point in getting upset when things like that happen because you're going to find it or you're not. You can't change it. You just got to go with it. And that tends to be more of my vibe, more of like how I am in everyday life, unless I get absurdly stressed out about something, which does happen to me. But I'm I'm every day I I try to lean more into and live more in this space of calm and peace. And even though I'm never really calm on the outside, just like that level of internal peace. And that's kind of where I try to be. So I'm laughing now at this point, trying to find it. Someone's freaking out. 
like people were starting to lose hope. I wanted to make everyone else laugh. So I took my chicken earring and I put it in my friend's nose because his nose pierced. He had lost his nose ring. And I was like, here, you hold this and I'll keep looking. And so everyone was laughing and it became so much more fun. And it became one of my favorite memories from that trip. My absolute favorite park, and then I swear we can get talking about books, but one of my absolute favorite parks was Bryce. It just, it feels like you're in a Dr. Seuss book, and it feels like you are in this magical, creative, wonky universe that couldn't possibly exist anywhere else, and it's just amazing, and it's fun, and it's energetic, and you know, it's all downhill until you got to turn around and go all back uphill. And it just, it was amazing. The entire trip was amazing. I cannot stress enough that if you have ever doubted America being beautiful, like you have to get out there. You have to. It's amazing. Highly, highly, highly recommend. I will try to stop saying it, but seriously, like book the ticket, get out there. We went through Bindle Stiff Tours, B-I-N-D-L-E-S-T-I-F-F. T, did I say that right? Okay, B-I-N-D-L-E-S-T-I-F-F-T-O-R-U-S dot com. So check them out. It was a great time. It was truly, truly one of my most favorite trips ever, including my solo trips, because this felt like I was on a solo trip, except I had my best friend. So it was utterly amazing. One of the really neat things while I was there was I was able to read. And so this month, we are focusing on Kingdom of the Cursed, Kingdom of the Wicked, and Kingdom of the Feared, all by Carrie Maniscalco, keeping our fingers crossed for that from one Italian girl to another. The premise of these books are focused on Vittoria and Amelia, who are twin sisters in Italy, and they are strege. Uh, if anyone remembers the book Streganana by Tommy DePaulo, Tommy DePaulo, yes. When they were kids, phenomenal book. Strega means witch, and so these are two young adult witches who are learning, you know, the craft from their grandmother, their nana, and their mom. And what ends up happening very quickly on is Amelia goes to look for her twin sister Vittoria, and she finds her murdered. In trying to process that grief and solve her sister's murder, she summons Wrath. And Wrath is one of the seven, one of the wicked, each of the seven deadly sins rules their own little community in hell. And her journey with Wrath begins here. It goes into the second book where now they're working together. She's committed to go to hell to solve her sister's murder because she still can't understand what happened, who did it, was it one of the seven princes. She's trying to figure it out. Was it Wrath? Was it one of his brothers? Who did this to her sister? And she starts learning more things about herself, more things about her family, more things about Wrath and his family. And there's so many really cool plot twists and adventures. I know people had reservations about Kingdom of the Feared. I think for some people, they just dropped off. I loved it. I think it was amazing. The first book was okay. The second book was really great. And the third book was a five-star book. I loved it. Couldn't get enough of it. I just, the whole series altogether was just breathtaking. 
sorry, the whole series together was, no, you know what? I stand by that, even though it wasn't what I meant to say. I think that there were definitely parts that were breathtaking. I thought it was a very sweet story. There was some spice. There was some love. There's some, you know, enemies to lovers vibes. There's also angst and, you know, female rage. And another thing that I did, I blew out one of my chakras in June and truly, truly, feminine rage had a lot to do with it. So we will talk about that next month. But essentially, these three books are really an amazing story. And there's this, again, strong female character who in the beginning is quiet and soft-spoken and unsure and slowly becomes this amazing, incredible woman who finds her person in this life that can complement her becoming herself. And That is really special. It's really spectacular. I highly recommend it. Five stars overall for the series. I would give it a four, four and a half. Definitely worth it. Kingdom of the Wicked, Kingdom of the Cursed, Kingdom of the Feared by Carrie Maniscalco. Definitely check them out. I don't have a great transition between this amazing, incredible book series and the no one is safe moment. I guess the only tie-in is that while doing this amazing trip to the national parks, I kept sitting on the very edges of rocks and letting other people take my pictures. Not safe if you do it with a selfie. Totally cool if you let someone else take it. Everyone in the group was having mild heart attacks at one point, but then they all kind of got used to me and were like, okay, she's going to be fine. She's going to be fine. Still didn't stop me from doing it, but Parallel to that, you have Amelia, who literally jumps into hell, feet forward, right off the metaphorical cliff to, you know, find out what happened to her sister. And so in the very literal not being safe about things, I guess, is where we can find our transition. This month's short story is a long story in a short time. And the phrasing for that, as well as the story itself, actually came from me. I get to be no one is safe this month, or at least predictive text. I was sitting one day at my computer, and I have a MacBook Pro. And so when you're typing, the words pop up on the the little bar on top of the keyboard. And it does it with emojis, too. And so I don't know what made me do it, but the word before popped up with a capital B. So I clicked it. And I just kept clicking. And the sentence that was presented to me was, before Wilhelmina update you this week, I am still working from the house to my office. I will be working with the girls in a long story in a short time. And I felt like that was a good place to stop. So I stopped doing the predictive text pounding in the middle of the keyboard. And I set it aside, didn't think anything of it. I was going through my notebook or my computer notes and I needed to, I didn't need to write a story. Let me rephrase that. I felt compelled to write. I just didn't know what I wanted to write about. So I ended up just looking through my notes, seeing if there were any partially done stories or anything I could work on, or if I just had to start somewhere new. And I saw that. I saw before Wilhelmina update you this week, I am still working from the house to my office. I will be working with the girls in a long story in a short time. And something about it kind of just clicked and clicked and clicked, like little tumblers and rapid succession. So I ended up writing a story about a man who was supposed to be working with some of the the women in his department or in his office. I think maybe they were clients. I don't have it in front of me, but he was working. He had a job and he lost it doing some bad shit. And so that's where that story came from. And again, like it just goes to show you Predictive text is great. Sometimes it's really helpful in emails, work emails, text messages. And yet, 
It doesn't always make a ton of sense, but it does bring us something. So predictive text, great, helpful, not the be all and end all, but it's not just one thing. Just like no one is one thing. No one is just one hobby. And in my world, including myself, no one is safe. Have a lovely, lovely day. I hope you are not sweating your balls off. And I hope that you, I don't know, send a predictive text to someone. Just let's all do it. Everyone open up a text to one person who is a safe person for you. And you just predictive text your little heart out. All right, that's it. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to No One Is Safe. This podcast, just like my writing, means so much to me, and I am so thankful for everyone on the journey. If you've enjoyed episodes so far, please consider liking, subscribing, sharing, and reviewing wherever you get your favorite podcasts. To read my short stories, go to elizabethskazari.com. You can also sign up for the newsletter, which will provide you access to one exclusive short story a month. You can also follow me on Instagram at Author. I hope that all of the content I provide you with brings you joy, as well as a certain level of uncertainty, maybe even some chills. Thank you so much again for being on this journey with me. Looking forward to seeing you next week. Just remember, no one is safe. <laughs>